Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. I'm Anthony Kent. And I'm Derek Morris. We're glad you joined us today. Whether you're a full-time pastor or a lay leader in your local congregation, the topic today will make a difference in your ministry. It certainly will, Derek. Today we're looking at dealing with differences. And unfortunately, in some respects, differences are inevitable but we're going to explore what we can do when we encounter those differences. And maybe they could even be a blessing if we learn how to learn from each other and work together. Exactly. And I'm delighted to have Pastor Jan Paulson as our guest today. He's been such a blessing to so many, including my life, and I'm looking forward to what we'll learn today. Oh, a very gifted man with a, a wonderful history and still producing some wonderful materials for the World Church as well. So I'm delighted. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is dealing with differences. And our guest is Pastor Jan Paulson. Pastor Paulson, welcome. Thank you. We're so pleased that you're back on Ministry in Motion. I'm delighted to be back with you. Yeah. Now, you still have an active ministry, Pastor Paulson. What, what are you currently working on at the uh, moment? Uh, yes, supposedly retired, but one has to learn also <laughs> what that means. You know, uh, there are many requests that come. There is kind of speaking, speaking at camp meetings, speaking at retreats or seminars. And... Um, of that kind, there are a number of requests, and I look at them and see what can I best, how can I best function, what can I make a contribution. So I do that, and um, then I also have been involved in some writing. Good, good, yeah. Well, once again, thanks so much for coming on Ministry in Motion. Dealing with differences, differences are inevitable, aren't they? Mm. You know, where where communities gather. Sure. What would you suggest be the optimum behaviors, what, what takes place in a community that, that can alleviate some of the tensions that occur with differences? Yes, I think, I think I would say, first of all, that let's not be surprised at the fact that there are differences, even within a community which share, shares the essential of the same faith, you know. Yeah. They are essentially one community. Yet there will be differences because our not only because we are individuals, each one of us, and therefore we think our own thoughts and we have freedom both to think and to, to communicate that, but also because we've all gone through different experiences. We are shaped by the culture of our experiences mm. and our, our opinions, our convictions uh, are molded in an experience with life and the experience with the teachings that we've been fed as we move through life. So differences, this is normal. This is normal in a family. Mm. Hey, my kids, they, they think differently than I do and they have no problem in expressing that. Yeah, and it occurs to me that when we, we bring our past, that we bring different priorities as well, don't we? Yes, we do. Which, which can impact and, yeah. and have an impact upon those differences. Yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The, the, we don't, 
we don't see everything the same way, with the same burden, the same passion in our hearts. And so we will speak more eloquently and strongly and passionately about some things that another person listens to say, I don't, I don't feel that way about that particular thing. I have other things that I live for and feel for. Yeah. So when, when those differences occur, what, from your experience and observations, what would you see as the, the things to really keep in mind within the community, with, with those people who are engaged in those differences? Yeah. What should be their priorities? You know, it seems to me always the most important thing to remember is that we are all dealing with human beings. Yeah. And we have infinite value in the eyes of God. Yeah. God has value, doesn't value one above the other as a human being. We, so we need to respect one another uh, and treat each other with that sort of value assessment that God has looked upon us. This, mm. this, there is no above, down, there is no, you know, we, we, are, we are all together. I think it is important also in a community which shares faith to remember that we are bonded as a family. We, 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 you are my brother, you're my sister, you, we, mm. we belong to one another. Mm. Yes, Christ is our Lord, God is our Father. In a sense, the church is our mother. This is within that community. We share a lot. Mm. So when we encounter differences of opinion, these exchanges or these comments or these expressions here, which relate to the differences, must not compromise or undo the huge value of bondedness, which is there. A bonding between sibling spiritual relations, all knit together in Christ, all sharing some very, very fundamental beliefs and values. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it often seems the case that we will pursue a conversation until we do find the differences. Yeah. And at times we can neglect the, the, the common the, the, the things that we share together in, in unity, yeah. um, but we pursue those differences. And it, I think it's true that we, we share more together than what divides us often. Well, I, I, think it is, I think it is true of human nature. If we were only going to talk about the thing that, yes, everybody sees the same, yes, you say one thing, I say amen. I mean, you very quickly come to the point that a conversation becomes uh, it dies almost, or it certainly it doesn't contribute very much. It becomes one personal testimony accompanied by another, and they basically say the same thing. Right. So conversations will often lead to exposure of differences. They are not necessarily hostile to each other, these differences, but they are different perspectives, different way of looking at things precisely because our experience has been somewhat different. Our reading has been somewhat different. Yeah. Our way of thinking, our minds, yeah. we, are, we, we, we just simply are slightly different. It seems to me you, you're describing how differences are actually an advantage in a community, how we're strengthened by articulating and, and being in discussion with yeah. people and growing as a result of that. I think so, absolutely. I think a community, where everyone is, is, uh, is bound to think and say and speak and, uh, uh, and everything in the same manner is a, is a prison. Yeah. We are meant to have the freedom to be open with one another. Mm-hmm. No one has a right to destroy another person, but to be open and caring, considerate, 
respectful, loving towards one another, mm -hmm. but very open. Yeah. What would you suggest? Because there, there are times when a local church or a local faith community can, can sense that they are so different to the community that surrounds them, that they're attempting to reach out to. Mm -hmm. What would you suggest that a local church could do to reach out to that community right. that it has such differences with? Well, I think, I think it is true that a Christian community, a church, mm -hmm. They have their sets of values. They, they, there are the specific things which identify this church. They represent certain um, standards, mm -hmm. which may not be shared in the larger community, but they, the standards and values define that church community. Yeah. How should they relate to those who do not share these? I think the church must try very hard, very hard, mm -hmm. to go out in the public marketplace not primarily to hang out their differences, mm -hmm. not primarily to bring embarrassing exposure or even offer uh, judgment opinions, but that they should go out and, and, and meet people. I mean, after all, this is what life is about. Mm. Go and meet people. Mm. Learn to, to, to listen to people and to the experience of life that they have. And from that encounter of getting to know people, meeting people, listening to their challenges, their troubles, their hopes, their longings, their disappointments, you might, as a believer, find that you have something you can share, mm. which may make the journey easier, mm. more appealing. Yeah. But it is something that has to happen in the context of you being uh, open and, 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 in a sense, secure enough to mingle with that community without feeling that you're under some kind of threat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, words of wisdom. Thanks so much, Pastor Paulson. Our topic today is dealing with differences. We'll be right back straight after this break. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic is dealing with differences and our guest, Pastor Jan Paulson. Let me ask you another question of you, Pastor Paulson. What would you, what advice, what counsel would you offer to a, a local church pastor, a local church elder who was in a congregation and attempting to offer leadership in a congregation where that congregation was really quite diverse and had significant differences. And at times those differences were really hard to, to manage and to, to lead people as a result of those differences. Well, yes, I think that is not an easy uh, matter to deal with. You know, every pastor or every person who tries to offer leadership in a church, uh, Prayer is a very important thing, of course. Mm, mm. And, uh, and this person will be a praying person who will seek the help, the wisdom, guidance of God, the Holy Spirit in such things, which I think is very appropriate. Yes. However, I would caution against letting that be your, uh, your, your, your sole course. Yes. Because that can become very, uh, or oh, internal, very, very... Uh, me and God kind of thing where I heard God's voice and this is what is. I would suggest that this person should talk to some 
people outside that church community. Mm -hmm. Some of his maybe senior pastors, maybe his own supervisor. Talk to somebody about the challenge. In a it's, trust relationship. In a trust relationship, of course. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, but talk to somebody that he, he has confidence in, who is a person of experience and of good judgment. Mm -hmm. It is good to hear what somebody outside the congregation may have to offer. They may have encountered similar situations elsewhere yes. and may have a perspective which will be helpful to you. Mm. But I think there comes also a time when the pastor or the elder who is giving leadership and is wondering how should he deal with should turn to his congregation and say, look, we have some issues we've got to face. Mm. I don't know how we are going to do this. Yeah. We will pray that God will lead us and yet we need to talk about it so we can have an understanding among each other, both what the issues are mm. and how we can resolve it. I think it needs to be both a consultation with people outside, somebody in trust outside, but also a very open and frank laying it out before your own congregation. Yes. Uh, not many people, yes, you find some occasionally who seem to thrive on, on, on making problems or divisions or whatever you call it. But by and large, a church has a family. They want to find peace in the family. They want to find, I mean, a church which is at war or is torn is totally ineffective in mission. Mm -hmm. It's an unattractive community. Will strangers want to come into a battlefield? Yeah. No, so they've got to deal with the issue. Mm -hmm. And if I were pastor, I would turn to the congregation and say, look, we are not going to effectively accomplish any mission for God unless we are able to resolve these difficulties, these tensions we have. And then f set up a, a method, take time and a setting where the church can, can talk respectfully about the issues that are causing them problem. Yes. And, 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 and through some kind of conversation, find their way to have the courage to say, this is what it is. This is what I feel. Maybe I am wrong. I have said things. Maybe I have said them too strongly. Mm. And yes, also I want to be an instrument of healing rather than dividing this church. Yeah. What you've described, I couldn't help but think of the, the book of Acts in the New Testament. Uh, prayer, when they prayed, there, there was a unifying spirit that came amongst the, the early community. When they did have differences, they did talk. They did gather together. And differences even in that very early community, it seemed to be a, a, an expectation. Yeah. It, it wasn't an unusual thing. Yeah. And they count, counseled together. And but, well, you know, you know uh, Christians become choose to, be, to, to, to become believers in Christ for very strong reasons. Mm. Uh, you, you, you know, it's a, for most of us, it's a significant change of course when you embrace Christ or allow yourself to be embraced by Him. And He leads you into the kind of life you should live. And you make the choice, you say, yes, I want to do it. We have, we, we, we have strong convictions. We, we, we are not neutral to anything that goes on around us. We have views. And so it shouldn't surprise anyone that some of these will um, sort of clash with another set of, of, of perceptions or conversations or perspectives that are equally alive in the church. Exactly. Let me pose another scenario to you. 
Let's say an individual does have some questions, perhaps even to the point of a, a doubt or two that makes the home, the, the, the community, the church that they feel at home in just not quite as comfortable as you would hope it would be. Mm. What, what advice would you offer to a person like that with those questions, perhaps some doubts that are feeling the, the differences in the church? Well, Anthony, I think it is very difficult to deal with persons who are so intransigent, obstreperous, who are so insistent on perspectives and views which run counter to those that are generally held to by the community or which they claim to be a part. Yeah, the foundational. The foundational, yeah. the foundational values. Yeah. Who, who, who are prepared to sit down with you and look at an eye, and they will number them, and let me not do that now, but they will number as number specific points and say, I don't believe that. Yeah. I used to, I don't, I don't believe that anymore. Yeah. You know, I see it differently. Yeah. And at each point, they may run counter to the values given to us by the Bible, values which define the church. Mm -hmm. uh, there comes a moment when I would say to this person, what is it that holds you here in this community then? Yeah. Why? Yeah. I mean, I would say this very cautiously and carefully because the last thing I want is to drive the person out. Yes. But I would, I would want to appeal to this person to see whether him or her would like to share with me why they yeah. even feel compelled to stay. Yeah. I mean, if you hate this place so much, if you mm. can't stand the guts of the people you meet here, yeah. if you find the views and values and opinions held to here so offensive, mm. <laughs> I'm surprised you are here. Why? Yeah. yeah. And maybe in that, I would put it as an appeal. Maybe something will come out that will help. Yeah. But I, I, I have to confess, I think there comes, there comes a moment when a person has so totally abandoned all that you or most of what we share and hold yeah. and what we say, this really defines us as a community. Mm. This is how we worship. This is when we worship. These are the values and standards by which we live our lives. If you say, no, I don't want any of that in my yeah. life, yeah. then I say to you, what do you then want? And where would you go to find it? You mm. don't find it here? Tell me, where would you like to go to find it? It's a powerful question, isn't it? And I'd like to follow through on that a little more with you. So stay right with us. We'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome to Ministry in Motion, our topic, dealing with differences and our guest, Pastor Jan Paulson. Pastor Paulson, just before the, the break, we were exploring the, the breaking point that can happen where yes. ultimately what is foundational is really not negotiable yeah. and, and differences occur. How do we respond to people as they approach those differences and even after we, we recognise? And I'm thinking at times there may be some people within the, the broader church 
who have a, a greater awareness of knowledge and information that other people don't have. Perhaps our academics mm -hmm. can be in that, in that basket, if I can put it yeah. crudely. Yeah. How, how do we relate to these people who have a, a greater information and awareness than perhaps the whole, the rest of the church? Well, let me say this about the, the academics uh, in our church. You know, we run a large number of universities globally, mm. and yeah. they are growing institutions. And we have thousands of professors who are employed in our, by our church. Uh, and, and, and they are entrusted with the huge responsibility. We say to them, the parents say to them, here are the kids, yeah. take care of them, mm -hmm. teach them, train them. We invest in them, we invest Absolute, in the children absolutely. and the institutions. And it's an act of trust, we bring them to you. So yes. there's an enormous amount of trust yes. that comes to them. It seems to me that many of the people who serve and minister to our church from a position in the academic community uh, do not have enough access to the thinking process of the church, the thinking processes which leadership is engaged in. How could they be included well, in that? I, I, I think for leadership must take the initiative here to, to, to take specific acts or, or steps which would reach out to the academic community and bring them into the process of thinking through the agenda of the church. Mm -hmm. What happens if that does not occur is that they who have an assignment out there, they will develop their own agenda. Yeah. We talk about the mission of the church and we at central headquarters of the church in various parts of the world spend a lot of time on defining what's the mission of the church in this part of the world. How should we go about faithfully discharging mm. the mission of the church? Mm. Do you not want the people who teach our young people, who are the, the eloquent, sharp minds of our church, the to be part leaders. of that yeah. process? Yeah. If you don't, you are more or less telling them that uh, define your own agenda and mission. And that is not a very wholesome thing. Yeah. Differences will then develop. So I think to, to overcome uh, some of these potential difficulties and to build trust, you have to bring them into the conversation. Mm. I've said many, many times, when people don't talk together, they walk away from each other. Yeah. Conversation binds people together. They don't always agree, but they learn to talk respectfully, courteously, openly to one another without feeling threatened by the fact that there are different perspectives to look at. Mm. So what, what should, for example, an academic do to reach out to leadership? You've described leadership reaching out to the academics. Well, is there something that the academics can do? Maybe there is. There may well be. I think the greater initiative need to come from elected leadership in the church because the academics, the people who teach in our institution, tend to look upon the elected leadership as the initiative takers mm. in the life and program of the church. And, uh, and they are the ones who sit in committees. They are the ones who carry the vote when, yeah. when, the, when that has to be taken. So I think the initiative has to come from the leadership for a process of, of communication to be obtained between academics and the church in general. Yeah. But I, they, it must happen. We need, I think there are many in the, and I have some pretty good contact with the academic community. There are many there who long for more meaningful and better conversation with church leadership. Yeah, yeah. That's a valuable insight and we really appreciate it, Pastor Paulson. So we've just got just a few seconds left 
and our time has gone very, very quickly. Is there an extra point that you'd like to make about dealing with differences? Well, uh, I, I would say this, that when, when, we, when we meet people outside of our church, as we do all the time, and as we do not do enough, we will constantly meet differences. Mm. We need to remember that they are people in the eyes of God as valuable as me. I am no way better than they are. And to engage in conversation which can, um, which can help people to understand each other and thereby draw a little bit closer. Mm. Thanks for that valuable conclusion. We'd like to thank you for joining us as well on Ministry in Motion. And there's one particular point I'd like to make as we close. We'd like to invite you to come to our website, ministryinmotion.tv, and there, there is a vast array of resources. There are uh, programs, our past programs are available, and, and many other resources as well. Stay tuned, because there'll be more of Ministry in Motion that will bless your ministry week by week. But until then, may God bless you.